Welcome to the Baseball America College Podcast. I'm Teddy Cahill. Today we are joined by, we will be joined by Southern Miss coach Scott Berry. Scott Berry has led the Golden Eagles uh, to back-to-back Conference USA championships. Last year, of course, they, uh, they doubled up Conference USA titles, winning the regular season and the tournament. The year before they won the regular season, they hosted a regional. Over the last two years, they've won 94 games. That's the best two-year stretch in program history. Uh, Coach Barry has been there at Southern Miss now for several years uh, as head coach, I guess 18 years overall, as head coach and assistant coach. And Southern Miss has really established itself as one of the powerhouses in Conference USA. And of course, Rice kind of held sway over that league for, for a really long time, winning a lot of uh, either tournament titles or, or, or conference titles or both in, in many years. And in the last couple of years, though, it's really been Southern Miss that kind of has stepped forward. And this last year they had a few All-Americans, Nick Sandlin on the mound, Luke Reynolds at third base, Matt Walner, the 2017 uh, freshman, of the year as well on that team and you know that trio was so good for them and and has been such a big part of of what um you know what they were able to accomplish this year luke reynolds uh moves on to pro ball now though as a 10th round pick and nick sandlin moves on as a i believe he was a second round pick to the indians i, I definitely should know that i'm working on the indians chapter for the prospect handbook and nick sandlin is going to feature in there because he capped off his sensational you know, first-team uh, All-America year with a, a great run in pro ball and got all the way up to, to double-A. So those guys have moved on. Matt Walner is back now. He's a junior. He'll be one of the top prospects uh, in this year's draft, You know, a potential first-round pick, just an incredibly toolsy outfielder, a lot of power, um, You know, maybe a prototypical right fielder. I know he's played a lot of center field for, for Southern Miss, and then also he pitches. And so it's a, a challenge to see how Southern Miss will use him, and uh, he'll kind of be the one that, that's being counted on this year. But So the, the point of this all is that there's a lot going on with the Southern Miss program, and so we wanted to, to talk with, uh, with Scott Berry, get his thoughts on, on how the Golden Eagles have, have made this run over the last two years, you know, what, what the keys to that have been, and, and now looking forward, what they're doing this fall uh, as they look forward with an eye to, to 2019 and trying to make this three straight uh, conference titles in a row. And, you know, the, this program just is, uh, I, I feel like they're maybe not so under the radar now uh, after these last couple of years, but it's kind of, you know, one of these high mid-major programs in, in some respects. Um, I, I know Conference USA is kind of a little difficult to classify in baseball, but that, that, this is just such a, turned into such a consistent contender not only for Conference USA but also for regional berths and uh, the way they've played the last couple of years I know that you know obviously they did host a regional and for a while last year it looked like maybe they could make it two in a row ultimately RPI kind of got them um, their non-conference schedule didn't really hold up but you know this is a team and a program that you definitely have to be keeping an eye on and it's in one of the best college baseball states in the country in Mississippi uh, you know, so when you put all of that together, th- this is just a, a, a really interesting program, a really interesting time for this program. And so with, with all of that said, 
Uh, let's just get to this interview uh, with Scott Berry of Southern Miss. All right, well, today, uh, like I mentioned, we're joined by Southern Miss coach Scott Berry here on the Baseball America College podcast. So, Coach, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me here today. Well, appreciate you having me on, Terry. Yeah, I mean, the, the Southern Miss program obviously has had a couple great seasons here. Um, you guys have won consecutive uh, Conference USA titles. I guess it's 94 wins in the last two years, the, the best run in, in program history. And uh, have you been able to, to reflect on that at all uh, in, in, over the summer or anything? Like, what, what do you remember or, or what are you going to take from the last couple years that, uh, of, of outstanding play that you guys have had? Well, I think uh, more than anything is, are, are the players that we've had in this program and how they've invested the time and the effort needed to, uh, to be successful, uh, both on and off the field. And I think when, when you look at something uh, like, like we've done the last two years and, and what has been the, uh, the really the, the success and, and what it's been about, it's been about the leadership in that clubhouse and these guys, how they've come together. So that's what's special to me. And, uh, you know, the wins take care of themselves, but the relationships are what you remember for a long, long time. And certainly those are, are some outstanding ones that, that we built over the last couple of years with these guys. For sure. You know, one of those guys was Nick Sandlin. And, of course, uh, we, we know that he had a sensational season on the mound. He was a first-team All-American and, you know, really did some spectacular things moving from the closer's role to, to the ace. But one thing that recently was brought to my attention was that he was also a first-team academic All-American. I mean, just how special is that kid, uh, you know, who had been your closer for a couple of years and then you put at the front of your rotation and also has, uh, you know, excelled at in school in, in a pretty difficult major, from my understanding. Yeah, he was in the constructional engineering major. Actually, he was in my office yesterday and collected a big old box of awards that, <laughs> that I've been charging in my storage fee all summer until he got done with Pro Bowl. So it was great to see him yesterday and reflect on his career here and where he is now moving forward. But, you know, what a great young man that he is. And I think it all starts with his parents and how he was how he was raised and brought up and he he never wavered from that uh you know we had the luxury of having his older brother jake in the program as well and same type of individual same same characteristics as, as nick has but uh you're right i mean the academic all-american you know that just that just tops everything off from the uh the all-american that he was on the field but you know arguably the best picture we've ever had in this program I know in the 18 years that I've been here I've never had one that has been that consistent every time out and when I say consistent that's what I'm putting him above everybody else I mean every time he took the mound Teddy I mean it was it was lights out in all honesty so but uh you know truly a, a competitor in all senses of the word in everything that he did uh you know even in the classroom so but uh, a great, great role model for our program as, as he carries that torch on into pro ball now. When we talked before the season, you, know, you mentioned that you were, wanted to put Nick at the front of the rotation because that was what was best for, for this team. When you were doing that, did you envision uh, anything close to the kind of success he had as a starter? No, you know, because I've never really experienced that what I just what I just uh, you know talked about. I had never seen somebody just have that consistent outings 
time after time after time again. And, uh, you know, certainly the, the confidence that he has and has had since he arrived on campus as a freshman, earning, you know, freshman All-American honors as, as a closer only on the back end of the game to where the second year where we used him on the back end, but we also kind of bridged there in the middle with him when we felt like there were midweek games that we had to, to hold on to to win and continue to score runs, knowing that, you know, we weren't going to be able to use him as much on the weekend to where the decision was, hey, we really don't have a Friday night guy. We need a guy to set the tone. You give us the best opportunity. Of course, it brought a big smile to his face because he knew uh, that's exactly what he wanted to do. And, uh, boy, he embraced that role and, and what we asked him to do uh, for sure. You're a, you're a pitching guy, and you guys have had uh, several, you know, Nick throws from a lower slot, and, and you've had several guys like that over the years at Southern Miss. What is it about guys like that that you like on your staff? Well, I think that, uh, number one, it certainly gives a little bit different angle than most hitters see, particularly at the high school level. Uh, we get calls all the time about, hey, uh, what what do y'all see in, in making these kids go from down under? Well, Nicky came to us like that. But if you look at Southern Miss and the history of guys that throw from, from a lower arm angle, I think it goes back to Tony Phillips, who actually made it to AAA with Seattle, and then it moves into Chad Bradford, Tyler Key, Austin Tubb, Daniel Beth, Colin Cargill. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Uh, with 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 Chad Bradford obviously making it the uh, at the highest level with with uh, major league service for 12 years I think but we've had a lot of success there I really like it because it's a it's a great matchup obviously against righties uh, and and we've been able to utilize those guys very well. Well, you you uh, you're getting into fall ball now. And, uh, you know, you do have to replace now Nick and, and like, Luke Reynolds and, and some other key pieces from, uh, from last year's team. But you have a, a, a pretty strong recruiting class coming in, I think. And uh, it's a nice mix of guys, uh, some junior college transfers like Brooks Warren, who was drafted by the Mets, and uh, Brant Parlaylock, and then some prep guys like Hunter Leblanc, uh, LeBlanc and, and Danny Lynch, who uh, you, of course, had his older brother, Tim Lynch, earlier. Um, I mean, what, what do you like about this uh, group that's, that's coming in of newcomers? Well, certainly I like the energy that they're bringing into the fall as, as their first year, whether they're a transfer or a, a high school uh, incoming kid. So they're, they're not shying away from competition. That's what we're really trying to preach with them every time we go out on that field, particularly on scrimmage days, which will be today and, and Saturday and Sunday how we go out and compete, and, and these guys aren't shying away from it whatsoever. I like that. we got to continue to evaluate uh, the, the the ones that you mentioned as well as several others and try to really figure out uh, how everybody's role is going to play as we move towards the spring. We're missing some really good ones from last year. You mentioned Luke Reynolds, who just had a phenomenal year for us at third base, was the newcomer of the year in Conference USA, as well as the hitter of the year. Uh, so he, he leaves a, a huge void there, particularly in the middle of the lineup of what he brought. But, you know, every program has to deal with that, Teddy, and, and we're no exception. And, and this year we'll we'll have to deal with that void. Danny Lynch, you mentioned, uh, Tenny's younger brother, has really looked good here early on. He's handled himself well defensively and, and really has a great approach at the, at the plate, much like Timmy did 
as a true freshman several years ago. So we're excited about the guys uh, that, that we're bringing in. We just got to be able to figure out all the pieces and, and how to work them as, as we get ready for, uh, you know, an open in February. I guess that's the beauty of fall ball is that, uh, you know, you get some time to, to work on these things. And hey, what, what, do you, uh, what do you want your team to do or what are you looking to get out of this fall uh, as you prepare for next spring? Well, I'm big on making mistakes in the fall. I want us to fail in the fall because I think that that's where true learning comes from. And if we can learn from those mistakes in the fall, then hopefully we won't make them in the spring. So, you know, we put put them through every kind of situation that we feel like that we may see in the spring. And, you know, hopefully, you know, you, you, you're successful in them. But if we fail, we're not losing the game in the fall. You know, I tend to say we're going to win a game because of it in the fall. So, you know, we're going to learn to compete, uh, you know, and hopefully uh, as we move forward, the chemistry of, of role-playing comes together, uh, the togetherness that we all want from, from a new team uh, as, as we get into the spring develops. So, you know, those are the goals that we're trying to reach uh, uh, this fall. One of the returners you have is, is, of course, Matt Walner, who has been such an incredible player for the last couple of years, the freshman of the year in 2017, uh, All-American again last year. Matt's such a, just a toolsy player. You can use him in so many different ways in the outfield and on the mound. And uh, what, what are you looking for from Matt uh, as we go into to his junior season? Well, certainly excited about, you know, the, the best thing about a sophomore, we always say, is he's going to be a junior next year, which means <laughs> he carries another year of experience uh, with him as he moves forward. And, and the experience he had with Team USA this summer and then the Cape Cod certainly will be beneficial for him as, as he moves into his junior campaign here. But you're right, we can utilize Matt at all positions in the outfield. Certainly center field has been his position, but, you know, he may see a lot more action in right. But I think the biggest thing with, with, uh, with him this year and our team is more time on the mound. And now how we're going to use him, I'm not really sure. You know, we may choose to use him as a starter in midweek games, in all honesty. Uh, to clear his way for to, to swing a bat, play a position on the weekends. But we're going to have to use, utilize his arm. Definitely, I mean, it's a power arm. It's 94, 96 with a good slider, uh, good tilt on, on the ball with a 6-5 frame. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, we're, you know, with Matt, we're excited about the abilities that he brings here in his junior year. Absolutely. Um... I mean, when you look at, at this team and uh, at, at the conference, you're going for a, a third straight title. I mean, do you, what, what kind of identity do you feel like this team is, is going to have on the field? Well, hopefully, you know, the, uh, the guys that we return, Walner, Slater, Donaldson, Guidry, uh, those guys who have been a big part of these two championships the prior two years will continue to uh, to lead the way with with the new guys and the young guys and, and this is how we uh, uh, expect to play when we're here you know we talk a lot about that you know what do you want to be known for and, and, and whatever that identity is that we decide on we've got to live up to it and be accountable for it every time we hit the field so you know I think it starts you know it, obviously it starts with me at the top but then it, it moves its way down into that into that locker room and, and the guys who have really really had the success and understand the the work behind it to to get that success. So 
uh, you know, those guys are going to be really big for us uh, as, as we try to defend, you know, a conference, not only regular season title, but also a, a tournament title. Absolutely. You mentioned the conference tournament that announced this fall that it's staying in Biloxi uh, next year. And I mean, how, what, what do you think of, uh, of that, just having it close by for, for, your, uh, for your fans? Well, it's outstanding. I mean, you know, Southern Miss and the whole state of Mississippi embraces baseball so strongly. I mean, it is a baseball state. And particularly the uh, the, the largest population in the state of Mississippi is the, the lower third down on the coast and from Hattiesburg down, which is Southern Miss, uh, you know, territory, honestly, and a lot of alumni. So it gives our people an opportunity to come out and see us. Of course, we got to make the tournament. That's no guarantee. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we've got a lot of work to do to, to put ourselves in that position. But, you know, I think uh, year in, year out, it, it is shown when it's in Mississippi, whether it's at Southern Miss or down at MGM in Biloxi, you know, those have been our largest crowds of Conference USA tournament play. So we're, we're excited about it being here for uh, year three. Biloxi, they do an outstanding job of, of hosting that. It's a beautiful landscape with a lot of things for people to do that outside of baseball when your team isn't playing. But, uh, you know, I think it is really a, a great venue down there for, for CUSA baseball. You've been at Southern Miss, I guess you said, for, for now 18 years. What is it about Hattiesburg that makes that such a special place uh, for your program? Well, I think it's an ideal college town. You know, it's not too big. It's not too small. Uh, you know, there's uh, there, well, there's a lot of things to do. There's, you know, when, when Southern Miss baseball plays, you know, that's that's the ticket in town that everybody wants to, to come and see. I think that the, uh, the Pete Taylor Park is fan-friendly. There's not a bad seat. We have the roost out there that is actually tailgating inside the fences. So it's just a really, really neat atmosphere uh, one that I'm proud to be a part of and, and have our community and our fan base and, and just baseball enthusiasts really invest in. And, and I think that's exactly what you see here. And uh, Hattiesburg is, uh, you know, from Little League on up to, to our level is a big baseball, big baseball community in town. Yeah, I just love the way the whole state embraces baseball. I mean, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, obviously, do a really good job of that, and, and your fans do a good job of that. But, I mean, it goes even further down. I mean, you got Delta State, you know, that's all, always a, a strong D2 program. I mean, it just seems like, like you said, it's a it's just a baseball state. It really is. And when you look at the, uh, the population base of 2.9 million for our state, and, and then you start looking at total attendance from the big three schools, Division One schools, and you compare them against the other three big schools in any other state, it's not anywhere close. Uh, Mississippi outdraws any other state. And, you know, I think that's that pretty much sums up the feelings about baseball in the state of Mississippi. Absolutely. We've got the playoffs going in MLB right now. You've got Brian Dozier uh, up with the Dodgers. How much uh, do you get to, to see him? Well, he works out with us in the off season. Uh, I do a lot of hunting with him. He lives here in Hattiesburg. He and his wife Renee have, have made this home. I think uh, both, neither one of them are from here, but both are graduates of Southern Miss and and certainly uh, are, are giving back to our community. And, and well, I love living here, and I'm glad that, mm-hmm. that he does. But I talk to him every now and then, mostly by text. I try not to bother him a little bit on the phone because obviously he's really busy, but. We're so proud of him and the accomplishments that 
that he's made uh, since he left Southern Miss. Uh, you know, when he was here, he was such a, an outstanding leader. Uh, you know, an outstanding person continues to, to do that at the next level and at the highest level. So we're very proud and honored to uh, to go out there and watch him play and, and the impact that he brings with any team that, he, that he's on. Absolutely. I mean, he's just a, a great representative of the, the program over the last several years. And, you know, before long, I mean, Nick Sandlin made it up to double A already. So before long, I'm sure we'll we'll have some more uh, big time Southern Miss players. And I, I know he's not the only big leaguer, but um, I, I know you, you have a, a, a strong pipeline of, of players to come behind him. Well, you know, and those guys that we just mentioned, those two guys are such humble individuals and they don't take things for granted and they treat people like people want to be treated. And I think that's what's so special about both Brian and Nick in the position. Obviously, Brian is in a higher role right now, uh, having uh, been an all-star a couple of years at the major league level. But you know, I feel pretty certain that Nick is, is not too far behind. Well, we'll be uh, looking forward to seeing that and, and, and seeing uh, Southern Miss this spring. Uh, Coach, we really appreciate you uh, you joining us here on the Baseball America College Podcast today. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Thank you again uh, to Scott Barry, head coach at Southern Miss. Some great insight there into what makes this program tick uh, and, and what has made it tick for the last couple of years. Some of these key players that have come in and out. I, you know, the Nick Sandlin obviously is someone uh, that, that really fascinates me. I, just such an incredible season that he had as a junior. And, and to go from being a reliever his first two years and a really, really effective reliever to go into the rotation and being it as a guy that, that's one of these lower slot guys. I mean, like, like Coach and I talked about there, uh, Southern Miss has a lot of history with lower slot side armors. And, um, but for the most part, uh, you know, those, are, those are guys that we think of that, that are in the bullpen that – you know, yeah, maybe they can be multi-inning relievers. Uh, that's something that Sandlin definitely did when he was a reliever. And, um, you know, you see those guys be able to, you know, they can come back pretty quickly. It's easier to recover, I guess, when you're a side armor than when you're coming over the top and throwing 95. But Nick Sandlin did that and then very effectively moved to the rotation kind of out of necessity, as, as we mentioned there, that, you know, Southern Miss didn't have a true Friday guy. And Nick Sandlin uh, definitely proved that, no, actually they do. It's just their closer that, that can be this Friday guy. And, you know, he really changed the, the tenor of that whole pitching staff by having the kind of special season that he did. And uh, Luke Reynolds kind of doing the same thing at third base. I mean, that's a guy that transferred from Mississippi State, had to sit out a year. There's some injuries. And, uh, you know, he hadn't played in a while. And then he comes out and uh, puts together a player of the year kind of season for Southern Miss and, and really, you know, help that offense, you know, overcome some some of the losses they'd had from the uh, the 2017 team. So those two guys moved on. Uh, we heard from Coach about what they're they're looking for from Matt Walner this year. That's going to be fascinating to see. Like I mentioned, you know, he's he's a really high end draft prospect, and um, I think most of that's you know they're looking at him as a hitter. But when you have the kind of arm that he has. Uh, you got, you got to put that to use, and so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, he's he's thrown about 30 innings is all in his college career. So whether that they figure out a way to get him in games a little more consistently as a reliever, or if it is this idea that he can be 
a midweek starter. Southern Miss plays good, good competition in the midweeks. And so having a guy like that face, guy, face teams like an Ole Miss, like a Mississippi State, like a, you know, a Southeast Louisiana, I, I don't have Southern Miss's schedule in front of me, but I know that they play you know, traditionally a, a really difficult slate of midweek opponents. And so if you have Matt Walner in there in midweeks, maybe that uh, you know, helps them uh, to win the, some more of those midweek games, and obviously that helps your RPI a lot. So that's something to watch as, as we go forward, and just in general, Matt Walner is, is just such an exciting player to watch. Uh, anytime he's a pl- at the plate, something special might be about to happen. So that'll be a fun one for, for the people down in Hattiesburg this season uh, as, as they you know, look forward to, to watching Southern Miss go for their third straight Conference USA championship. So that's going to do it here on the Baseball America College podcast for today. Thank you again uh, to Scott Barry for joining us. And Remember that you guys can, the listeners, can find uh, plenty of, of more exciting content over at BaseballAmerica.com. Uh, the league top 20s that we do for every minor league, they continue this week. We're down to the short season leagues. Uh, so if you're looking for where your favorite college stars from 2018 ranked and after their pro debut, this week is definitely going to be the week for you. Uh, We have the New York Penn League today on Monday, and it continues on down to the complex leagues. So I expect to see plenty of of ex-college players on those lists, and you can check those out, baseballamerica.com. And before long, we're going to be into uh, the top tens for all 30 teams as that builds towards the prospect handbook when we rank the top 30 prospects in every organization in baseball. And you can pre-order that at store.baseballamerica.com. Dot com. It's a fantastic book that we put a lot of work into, so hopefully you all uh, enjoy that. And there will be some more college content online as, as the week continues and plenty more to come. Uh, of course, we are also doing our, uh, our playoff podcasts, that, that daily podcast throughout this month that I'm sure you have found if you are listening to this one. So if you're enjoying those, if you're enjoying uh, the, the college podcast this fall as we talk to plenty of hopefully interesting guests uh, from around the country. Please let us know, let, rate us, review us. Uh, the, the iTunes algorithm loves that. And we'd like to hear from you as well. So uh, you know, let us know there, tweet at me. I'm at Ted Cahill. Hopefully you are enjoying these podcasts and uh, maybe you want to just give us a five-star review. I, I don't know, that, that, that's an idea. But if you aren't, just let, let me know. And um, again, I'm on Twitter at Ted Cahill. And We'll be back here next week with a new uh, college podcast. And again, don't, don't forget that we have the daily playoff podcasts uh, throughout the month as well for you. So plenty to listen to. Uh, thank you guys for, for listening today, and, and we'll see you back here next week.